How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. All right, so thank you for tuning in to Chomping at the Bit. I'm Kyle Edwards. And this episode, we're going to take a look at college football. Now, the season's coming to an end. There's two weeks left in the regular season before we get into bowl season, um, you know, college football playoff, and ultimately crown a new national champion. But before we get to all that, we got to look at who in these last two weeks is maybe a lock in the playoff who needs to keep winning in order to solidify their stance in the playoff and who on the outside might have the best chance of, you know, taking advantage of one of those teams stumbling. And if you didn't see the past rankings show on was it Tuesday, currently your playoff would be Georgia number one, going up against number four, Ohio State, and then number two, Alabama, versus number three, Oregon. Now, also, amongst all the talk about the rankings each week, there's still, on the back burner, the talk of expansion and whether it's going to happen. You know, what do you expand to? Although it kind of looks like if they're going to expand, they're going to expand to 12, which I do like that part. And I'll explain that later on in the episode why I'm all for expansion and I'm all for 12 teams. But before we get to that part in the episode, we're going to look at current standings and all that. So first, let's look at the top four before we look at the teams outside the top four. Oh, so which teams in the top four? Do I feel are locks and which ones still need to do some work to to stay in the top four? So we're looking at Georgia. Number one team, been the number one team for a while now. Uh, they're 10-0, so undefeated. Best win. I mean, opening week they beat Clemson 10-3. to But as we've seen, and as I said week one Clemson is not that good because their quarterback situation is kind of a mess with you know Trevor Lawrence leaving and DJ I can't pronounce the last name you you Lee something I don't know you know what I'm talking about but he definitely struggled early in the season and Clemson has had an off year so that win doesn't mean anything anymore Outside of that, I mean, they destroyed a then number eight Arkansas, who's back in the rankings now. I don't know if that's their best win. You know what? That actually might be their best win that they have right now. 
And of course, with no losses, there's no bad loss. So they're fine there. And then looking at the rest of their schedule, they have Charleston Southern this week and then Georgia Tech next week before um, uh, going to the SEC championship where they'll most likely face Alabama. The one thing that I will say, I this is one of the reasons why I think expansion needs to happen is that Georgia gets away with playing a Charleston Southern when you're in the final two weeks of your regular season. And as we look at the other three teams in the playoff right now, you will see a team like Ohio State has a treacherous two-game stretch while Georgia gets a glorified bye week against Charleston Southern. I think that's messed up. Now, I have no problem with Georgia playing Charleston Southern because we know with uh, college sports, big-name schools will play smaller schools just so the small schools get the big payday. I have no problem with that. Can live with it. But a game against Charleston Southern, that should be played early in the season. If you want to start your year against them, fine. I don't care. If you want to put in your first two, whatever but the fact that Georgia gets away with putting them this point in the schedule I'm not a big fan of that and and they already had I mean they played like UAB their second week like I said that's fine so hopefully if they do expand and we are starting to see also with college sports where NCAA kind of has some of their jurisdiction or some of their power taken away from them with, you know, image and likeness and that kind of stuff. I would love to see college football get some type of, um, I don't know, it's like a rules committee or governing body. That's, that's, that's the phrase I was thinking of, where they kind of set parameters on these team schedules and make it kind of, you know, fair across the board. Because like I said, if you want to play a smaller school, there has to be some type of rule where it's like, okay, you can do that, but you have to schedule it within the first two, three weeks of your schedule. Because otherwise, it it makes the end of the season a little bit unfair. But whatever. Then they get Georgia Tech, the final game of the year, which... A lot of years, that's a layup for Georgia because Georgia Tech isn't that good most years. And as as it would be, Georgia Tech is on a down year again this year. So you can basically put Georgia as a lock because they go to the SEC championship game, face Alabama, lose to Alabama. They would be, what, 11-1? and one? And you know the committee's not going to knock Georgia out for losing to Alabama. So Georgia's spot, safe. Now looking at number two, we have Alabama. So Alabama coming into this week, they're 9-1. and one, And we've already started to hear some of the talk about if Alabama was a two-loss team, would they deserve to be in the playoff? I mean... 
I think we all know the answer to that. The committee would probably put them in. Depending on, I guess, where the loss came, I guess. So, going into this week, Alabama's best win. I mean, they don't. Uh. So, here's the thing you know, they beat number 14 Miami the first week. Miami's not good. They beat number 11 Florida in week three. Florida's not good this year. They beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss is okay. I mean, the Ole Miss game might be their best win right now. And then their loss was Texas A&M, who was unranked at the time. But I think is back in the rankings. I don't know. Let me see. If AM is ranked, yeah, they're ranked 16th. So, so that's not a you know, it's not a crushing loss for Alabama as it was at the time with AM being unranked. So if you look at Alabama's resume, it's not exactly the strongest resume, but it's Alabama. So that name recognition gets them a few extra points. And they end their season with Arkansas and Auburn. You know, Auburn being the Iron Bowl. And Arkansas is ranked number 21, so it would be a ranked win for Alabama. It's not the, it's not the toughest schedule, but it's tougher than Georgia's. And Auburn and Arkansas are at least good enough to where if Alabama doesn't play well, those two teams could upset Alabama and if that were to happen you know two losses I think they would still get to the SEC championship game but Ole Miss is right there with them so if they were to lose one of those games they'd have to go to the SEC title game and beat Georgia in order to stay in but at this point I'll say Alabama is probably 85% secure they probably don't have much to worry about. Um, then Oregon, which we know most years Pac-12 doesn't get a team in the play. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Luckily, this year was so chaotic with, you know, top teams falling early on and then a lot of shuffling at the top that Oregon's managed to kind of Stay clean from all of that. 
even though they do have one loss, but their one loss was to it was a Stanford game several weeks ago while everybody else was kind of losing. So it doesn't look that bad for them. Um, but obviously with that loss and how Stanford's season's gone where they're Stanford's three and seven, if Oregon were to slip up against Utah or Oregon State, Oregon would be gone. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And Utah is a good team. And Oregon State's a good... Well, Oregon State's a decent team this year in the Pac-12. But their game against Utah, which is this week, is a big one for Oregon. If Oregon can get that one, you know, get to the 10 wins, uh, they've locked in a spot in the Pac-12 game. Now, what will work for them is they'll... If they beat Utah, they probably get Utah again in the Pac-12 championship. And if that happens, so if they run the table here, they're most likely in. I would say Oregon's probably, I think it's still up in the air, up in the air with Oregon. So I'll put them at probably like 60% secure. Now... Uh, the team that I talked about a little bit earlier when I was talking about Georgia's schedule. You have Ohio State, 9-1. and one, They're number four. Their one loss was to then number 12 Oregon. But Oregon's now number three. So that loss, I mean, that's the best loss out of any of the teams. Well, outside of Georgia because they're undefeated. But between Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, Ohio State has the best loss. Which helps but their best win maybe the Penn State game a few weeks ago although Penn State has had a down year so that doesn't really help them as much but luckily for Ohio State they don't really have a signature win but their final two games are against Michigan State and Michigan Michigan State's number seven Michigan is number six so by far out of the four teams in the playoff right now, Ohio State has the toughest road to make it there. If Ohio State runs the table, I mean they can plant their flag in the playoff and have the strongest case of any of the four teams. They'll definitely be the most battle tested going into the playoff. And if they if they pull this off and also win the Big Ten championship against a Wisconsin or an Iowa, they might be a dangerous team come playoff. Or they'll just be so beat up from these final three games, they may not have anything to give. It's that's a two-way street there. But, but yeah, I mean, and with those final two games, that's kind of what's keeping Michigan and Michigan State alive in getting into the playoff. So Ohio State, I mean, they probably like 20% secure because those are two tough games. Um, Michigan State, I saw them play, they played with Michigan a couple weeks ago. And Michigan State is tough. They play tough defense. Quarterback is pretty good. Um... They're well coached. Mel Tucker's doing a great job at Michigan State. Uh, 
think there's talk of him getting an extension there. Well deserved because Michigan State uh, gets towards the end of who was it? Was it Dan Antonio or D'Antoni? You know, Michigan State was on a real downturn. Mel Tucker got in there. He's slowly built to this year where Michigan State's good again. And then Michigan, I mean, that's always a big game. Ohio State, Michigan at the end of the year. Michigan is playing well as, as well because they're finally getting decent enough quarterback play. They play the two quarterback system. Um, they have good running game. And they play good defense as well. So it's going to be tough for Ohio State with those two games. But they make it through that. Ohio State will be fine. So basically looking at it, you're looking at spots three and four being still somewhat up for grabs. Spot number four more than three. So what teams could really take advantage of that are... We'll look at, I guess, five, six. Well, you have Cincinnati, who I've talked about before on here. I think the committee wants to keep them out. But if there's too much chaos these last two weeks, Cincinnati would most likely find their way in. But Cincinnati right now is 10-0. and 0. You're probably wondering why they're not in the top four. I mean, I don't know. Because... Uh, Cincinnati has a win against Notre Dame. Notre Dame was number nine then. They're number eight. So that's a signature win. And at the time, I thought that was a win that was going to probably get Cincinnati into the playoff. But right now they're on the outside. And then outside of that, you know, they play a lot of American games. So American Conference is not a Power 5 conference, which works against Cincinnati, I know. All of you, SEC, Big Ten, all that fan, I, I get it. But Cincinnati can only play who they can get on their schedule. Um, I mean, it was definitely a key for them getting Notre Dame. They played Indiana from the Big Ten, but Indiana is not a top flight Big Ten school. So Cincinnati is one of those programs that would definitely benefit from an expanded playoff because that'd be their only real shot to get in because when you put their schedule up against these bigger schools doesn't really equate once again not their fault unless they you know move to I don't even know what I mean I guess Cincinnati would fit in like a Big Ten but from all I know Big Ten isn't exactly going after them um, would the, I don't know. Well, once the whole Texas, Oklahoma thing happens with the sec, I'm sure Cincinnati is going to be an attractive team at that point. Um, I know there was talk that like the big 12 was going to go after them, you know, I guess for the whole Cincinnati, West Virginia, I mean, it's still hard thinking of West Virginia and the Big 12 but at least if they got Cincinnati you kind of get a rival for West Virginia that way Uh, Cincinnati could fit ACC because ACC has teams up north 
they would slide in with them. But for now, until all that shakes out, Cincinnati's going to probably be in this situation most seasons, at least that they're good. They end with SMU, East Carolina. That's going to do nothing for them. Their hope is Houston, who's ranked like 24 right now, moves up a little bit in the rankings, face them in the American Championship, get that win, and then kind of just put your arms up and say you did all you could. So, Cincinnati, I I don't know. I just think they're going to be left out after all of this. Uh, We talked about Michigan a little bit since they play Ohio State. But Michigan sitting at 9-1. One losses against Michigan State. That's not a bad loss. Their best win, unfortunately, they don't really have a great win on their their resume. Um, Yeah. Maybe Wisconsin? And that was what week five. That was a while ago. But like I said, they have the Ohio State game next week, not this week, where they'd have the biggest opportunity to get a big win. And then I think if they beat Ohio State and whatever happens with Michigan State, Michigan can then slide their way into the Big Ten championship game. And then, you know. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Um, probably get somewhat signature win at that point. So Michigan runs the table. I mean, I I would not be mad if they jumped Cincinnati. Even though I think Cincinnati going undefeated should get a shot at a title, but Cincinnati wouldn't have an Ohio State win. Even though they beat Notre Dame, but Ohio State's better. So that's what I'm saying that I don't know the only way Cincinnati gets in, they would need, you know, Ohio State to lose a couple, Michigan to lose, and Michigan State to lose. So Michigan's chances of jumping are still very, uh, very, very good. Uh, Michigan State at number seven, they kind of have the same fate of Michigan. Only thing would be Michigan State beat Michigan, which I know that's kind of a point of contention that Michigan is still ranked ahead of Michigan State, but, I mean, whatever. So Michigan State has their good win against Michigan. Their bad loss, well, I mean, they only have one loss to a Purdue team, but Purdue, I do believe, is ranked now. So doesn't look as bad as it did then. Um... They have Ohio State this week. Big opportunity for them. 
So obviously, if they beat Ohio State, they would probably become the new number four. I think they would make that leap from seven to four if they beat Ohio State this week. If they don't, they'll be out of contention. So Michigan State's chances, I mean, it's all right there for them this week. They get Penn State next week. That's going to do nothing. And then if they get to the Big Ten Championship, which they would probably do if they beat Ohio State. So their chances of leaping into the top four, I mean, I guess I'd have to say that the same as Michigan, very good. Only thing is they get their shot at Ohio State first. So if they do it, and then Michigan beat Ohio State next week, it wouldn't be that big of an impact for Michigan. So I guess I'd say Michigan State's options are, let's put Michigan at like 50%, Michigan State 60 I mean, outside of that, you have Notre Dame. I'm only going to mention Notre Dame. They're at number eight. You would think it's not enough season left to jump that much, but we know how much the committee loves Notre Dame. So if Notre Dame runs the table, as they should, because they have Georgia Tech and Stanford, very winnable games, they'd be sitting there at 11-1. and one. Um, Their best win, Wisconsin only lost to Cincinnati like I said Cincinnati could possibly be undefeated that would definitely work big time in Notre Dame's favor um, but being at number 8 is a little tough so I'd probably put since I mean Notre Dame's chances at about 20% because I, I mean I would love to see if Ohio State Michigan State Michigan you know, all beat each other and kind of cancel each other out. That the committee it comes down to putting Cincinnati or Notre Dame in as at number four. How the committee would justify putting Notre Dame in over Cincinnati would be great TV to watch because you know they'll be bending over backwards to justify Notre Dame being in, even though Cincinnati is the team that beat them. So to a lot of people who want the expansion of the playoff, back when it was the BCS days, everybody loved chaos at the end to try to get rid of the BCS system. To get rid of the, the four-team playoff, you want chaos now to justify expansion. And that would be that would be the doomsday scenario for the committee. You know, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State no longer involved. Cincinnati, Notre Dame are the two teams you're staring at on the board. To fill out your playoff, what do you do? If it's me, I'd go Cincinnati at that point, undefeated, and beat Notre Dame. But I know they'd put Notre Dame in. Now, if they shock me and pick Cincinnati, I'd be pleasantly surprised, but I'm not banking on it. So those are the teams, as we're going into the final two weeks, that have, I guess, legitimate uh, ideas about being in the playoff. But as I said in the beginning of the episode, why I'm such a big proponent for expansion and expanding to 12, which did surprise me that that's where the committee's looking, is that one, 
by going to 12, you can further emphasize winning your conference championship. Because one thing is that four teams, as much as, you know, the college football analysts and fans want to tell you that college football, you know, every week is like a playoff. We all know that's a joke because look at your top two teams, Georgia and Alabama. They play in the same conference. One of those teams is not going to be a conference champion, yet both of them are probably locks in the playoff. So how much does it matter to win the SEC then? And it means even less for Georgia since they're number one and it seems like there's a gap between them and Alabama right now. So you go to 12. You can emphasize it because with a 12-team bracket, you could do, you know, a first week by type thing with, you know, a few of the top teams. So, you know, now teams will want to win. Not that they don't want to win their conference right now, but there's more of a risk-reward in not winning your conference title because then you miss out on a bye. But, you know, another thing that college football fans may want to cry about is if you go to 12 then you're starting to let in mediocre teams and it's just going to diminish the playoff and all that kind of stuff. Which is just completely stupid to me because if you expand to 12, you're just going to be getting in more big name programs. Look at the current standings. If you went to 12, you would have number 12, Ole Miss. And they have two losses right now, but you have Oklahoma sitting there at 13. So if Ole Miss slipped up, you'd have a one-loss Oklahoma, basically being 12. You have a number 11 at Baylor, having a good year. Now, the anomaly is Wake Forest is number 10. I don't know what happened with Wake Forest this year, but somehow they became like the best team in the ACC, even though their schedule, well, I mean, they have decent wins. I guess especially for a Wake Forest. And they still have Clemson. So, I mean, Clemson did get a little bit better as the season went along. So that's going to be a tough game. And then they have BC at the end of the year. And the only thing to say about that BC game is BC now has uh, their their starting quarterback back again. Uh, uh, Jakovic and with him playing, BC is a much better team than they basically went most of the year with uh, Gross Sell at quarterback. So, not the easiest for Wake Forest, but I mean, they would be in at 10. You'd have Oklahoma State at 9, Notre Dame 8, which we just talked about. So, the 1 through 8 you already know about. So, in top 12, it's all undefeated and one loss teams with a couple of two lost teams at the end. Um, like I said, with Baylor at eight and two. Yeah. Baylor lost to Oklahoma state who having a good year. It lost to TCU. So TCU is kind of the outlier, but, but yeah, I wouldn't be mad at Baylor being in and then Ole Miss. Well, Ole Miss is sec. So nobody's going to really care that they're in. But um, and their loss was to Alabama and Auburn. 
and they've beaten A&M. They've beaten Arkansas. So, so those would be respectable teams in your top 12. Now, if you pushed out to 16, which I think I've heard some people say, there you might run into some issues. But you stay at 12, you get a good mix of teams. Usually they're all pretty good teams. And sure, you may still get the same you know, two, three, four teams winning the title every year. But at least if you expand it out, you get a bigger pool of teams. You would get really good playoff games, which I don't understand why people don't want to see that. Uh, so just think of it, you know, without, well, I guess you'd have to have a buy system if you go to 12. So if you did like the top four on a buy, yeah, because you know, five verse 12, six verse 11, seven verse 10, eight verse nine. Yeah, so you literally do that. Top 12 teams, your top four get a first round buy and then do 5-12 whatever. So you'd have a Cincinnati versus Ole Miss game. Who wouldn't watch that? You'd get Michigan-Baylor. Who wouldn't watch that? Michigan State-Wake Forest might be the weakest so far, but that's only because a lot of people probably don't pay attention to Wake Forest because Wake Forest isn't a national power. But at least, you're, at least you would get to see them on a big stage and... You know, maybe this would be the first step in them uh, in a good run for Wake Forest. At least you'd get to see it. Then Notre Dame, Oklahoma State would be a great matchup. And then those winners would go on to face Ohio State, Oregon, Alabama, and Georgia. So I guess we just play by ranking. You would get Cincinnati, Ohio State. Once again, upstart Cincinnati going up against a big power. Who wouldn't want it? Um, Michigan, Oregon, great. Michigan State, Alabama, and then Notre Dame, Georgia. Sure, Georgia and Alabama, maybe they destroy Michigan State and Notre Dame. But I would take that over, I mean, their last two games of regular season, like Georgia, Charleston Southern or whatever. It would be competitive games, programs you know, and at that point you make it through all that. I mean, that's that's true championship right there. So I hope the committee does it. I hope they don't keep pushing out this vote on this expansion. Put the 12 in and let's go. Like I said, final thing would be you know all Power 5 will get represented. Right now, you have a 14 playoff, but five power conferences. You tell me how that math works. You yearly will get your kind of Cinderella team, which we love Cinderella teams in college basketball, but for some reason we hate them in college football. I'll never understand that. So each year, you know, you'll get a, Cincinnati in the mix. You might get a BYU or a um, who was the team last year? Was it Coastal Carolina comes out of the blue? Or 
I mean, look at you have what Texas San Antonio, who's undefeated, is ranked number twenty-two. Maybe one year they find their way in the top twelve. It probably never happened, but you know, at least if you get a school or two like that, give some of the smaller schools a you know big audience to show off their talent. Just bring some variety to it. It's getting stale at four with basically the start of every year. You know, like three of the four teams are going to be there. Georgia, Alabama, probably Ohio State. And then recently, it was always Clemson. So, I think it'll just strengthen college football's hold as probably the second most popular sport behind the NFL. And it'll just, it, I mean, it will make so much more money, which we all know college football is all about that money. You don't have to do it with the bowl system. You would just use some of the bowl sites for the playoff games. I'm not. I know some people were talking about whether you put playoff games if you go to 12 at school sites. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but. That's not really a deal breaker for me. If they kept the bowl system and put them, you know, like the Cotton Bowl would get a playoff game. Um, I'm assuming they're going to use all the big name bowls for the for all this. So, you know, your Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Fiesta Bowl. I'm not going to go through all them all. Um, some of them have changed names at this point. I would probably be saying the wrong name. When we get the bowl season, I guess I'll look at that. I guess the Outback Bowl. I don't know. But. So, yeah. Hopefully they do it. I want it. I've been calling for this for years now. Um, I think when I first was talking about it, some people were telling me that it would never happen. Started to believe it. But now it looks like it's going to happen at some point. I think if they vote on it, I believe I heard the earliest they could implement it was like 2024 or something. Which, I mean, I don't don't know why we'd have to wait that long, but it wouldn't actually be that long. So, and at least we get to that point. You know, Texas, Oklahoma would be in the SEC. Who knows whatever else would happen with conference alignment. At that point, maybe we would just have four big power conferences and... I don't know. College football, I think, is going to go through a lot of changing in the next couple of years. That plus all the stuff with the NCAA, which, I mean, the NCAA doesn't really do anything, at least to me. I don't know what their purpose is at this point, but whatever. So, but yeah. Um,. You know, you you let me know what you think about uh, playoff system. Do you want it to stay at four? Do you want expansion? And if you do, do you like twelve, or do you want to see uh, just eight, six? Maybe you want to get real crazy and go like college basketball. I mean, obviously not that much, but um, well, I think doesn't division well the FCS. They have a playoff, don't they? Do like 32 or something? Or do they do 16? I don't know. But would you want 
the FBS to do like the FCS and go to 16 or 32, whatever they do? You want it to match, or do you think 12 is a sweet spot and that's where they need to go? Let me know, you know, comment or whatever. Um, and also let me know, do you think that Cincinnati will get a fair shot at a playoff this this year, even if Oregon and Ohio State were to lose? Or do you think, like I do, they'll still find a way to keep them out? So you can let me know that. Let me know your thoughts on that in the comments as well. Or you can do it on Twitter if you follow me, at Chomping Podcast. You can let me know there because I do post the episodes on Twitter as well. So I do want to hear from you. Definitely let me know what you think. So thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode because I did. Anytime I get to talk about the flaws in college football, always a good time for me. But um, thanks again. You know, hit like, subscribe. Like I said, follow me on Twitter at Chomping Podcast. Or you can like my Facebook page. Just search Chomping at the Bit. Facebook page comes up, like it. Episodes go there as well. And you can let me know your thoughts, like I said, there as well. So, um, thanks for tuning in. Be safe out there. Uh, God bless. I'll catch you next episode. And you already know it's the weekend, so we got to look at the NFL in week, what are we, week 11 now? The NFL season's flying by, even with the extra week. But, We'll look at week 11, my picks and all that, uh, preview for each matchup. So all that's coming up. Yeah, probably get that episode later today, but definitely stay tuned for that. So, but, um, yeah, so I'll catch you next episode. All right, I'm out. This episode is made possible by PwC. When you put the right tech in the hands of the right people, good things happen. It powers change. It accelerates innovation. It keeps you a step ahead. Our community of solvers brings the right tech to drive real results. Learn more at thenewequation.com.